And so often I think we have these myths in our lives that you know, are about our calling and our occupation. We look at our calling as something that's sacred, our occupation secular. We look at our calling as something that's voluntary, we choose to. Our occupation paid for, we get paid for. We look at our calling as something that we kind of give the left, you know, what is remaining of our time, our energy, our resources, kind of like chiller. Whereas our occupation is priority because it's what give, brings the notes. Come on, let's be real, you know. As I looked at Nehemiah's life, I realized that God really is the master weaver because he weaves our occupation and our calling together so that there isn't a division between sacred and secular, between voluntary and paid, between chiller and priority. There's a, a meshing together so our occupation can be our calling. And I was reflecting about my own life. You know, I spent over a decade in the corporate world in London, working for an FT 100 company, you know, basically primarily based out of the city of London, which is the financial district right in the heart, the center of London, uh, with most of the larger banks. And that's what I thought God had called me to do. And I, and I loved it. It was, you know, I love people, I love talking to people, so I was in my zone. And I remember, you know, when we were at a, at a meeting and the Lord spoke to me, called me out and said that, you know, God wanted to use me and I thought, you know, I'm actually quite happy <laughs> as I am. <laughs> Thank you very much. And then the, the person said, and God wants you to stand in front of a mic. And I thought, no way. <laughs> I mean, no way. That is not something that I want, I desire. It is... It is not something for me. On reflection, I can see how God wove my corporate job with giving me the confidence, the skills, all the training, everything that I needed to not only excel where I was in that season of my life, but to prepare me to a new season that he had already equipped me because the secular of what I thought was secular and the sacred in my life was merging. You know, each one of us have our own anxieties. You know, Moses, he said, I can't speak, Lord, send someone else. Here's my brother, he's better than me. You know, some of us, I was very anxious, just the thought of, you know, speaking to people and doing my thing was like, beam me away. You know, it was not. But God equips us in our journey of life, in what could be perceived as the secular part of our lives to do what he wants in terms of our sacred calling. 1 Chronicles 28, and David says, as for you, very personal, saying, as for you, my son, Solomon, it's like, listen carefully. Know the God of your father. David had spent his whole life serving God. He was coming to the end of his life. He was seeing beyond the natural into the spiritual, into his, where he was going. And he said, serve him with a whole heart. He was saying, be loyal, be integral in your serving. And a whole heart serve God and a willing mind. For the Lord searches all hearts and he understands every 
every every single intention and every single intent or thought if you seek him he will let you find him isn't that amazing if you seek him he's not going to just reveal himself to you no if you seek him he will let himself be found but if you don't if you forsake him he will reject you if you know the bible is so full of conditions sometimes in modern christianity we come from a perspective of entitlement but actually the scriptures right from genesis to revelation talks about, about a god who is conditional because he always says if you do this then i will and so in our own lives and in as we lead our lives and you know we're all called to be leaders we lead our own lives we lead others we influence others and we're just passing through this earth but if we understand that there is the responsibility upon us there's god's sovereignty but there's man's responsibility and even though we spend a lot of our waking hours in our work our occupation but if we understand that that too can be sacred that we can choose to obey god so that his blessing that is conditional begins to apply in our life even when he you know we love to quote deuteronomy you know i will i will ensure that your kneading dough is always full everything there's always be provision but it always says if you do this then i will so what are the ifs in our lives it's all well and good thinking of what god spoke to the children of israel and said if you do this then i will do that but what is the if in our own lives and how can we take leadership of our lives by a identifying the if and then actually working towards it right because if we know if we don't know what the if is we can wander through life not really fulfilling the conditions that god has for us if you naomi put me first in your life and do x y and z very very specific but if i walk through my life and i don't understand what the if is then i'm not able to enjoy the blessing that is conditional of my if make sense so my question to us as a as a body is do you know your ifs identify the ifs in your life and when you do begin to fulfill that you will see in every area of your life and especially in the sacredness of your occupation god just bring such a blessing that you really as the scripture says won't have room enough to contain it There's not an entitlement that's a promise that's based on a condition. Then the Bible says that whole sense of his blessings being, you know, pressed down. So often we can allow ourselves to live our lives with half measure. Thoda sa tikhe chalega. Adjust kar. We love to adjust. Come on. No. He wants us to have full measure. Full measure. press down that's god's goal for you so if we find ourselves looking around thinking oh god what are the ifs what are the conditions 
How do we align ourselves with God's will, His way, His intention, His design for our lives? That we can really know the fullness of everything that He has. We have just one precious life to live. 